Welcome to another episode of Why Not Meditate podcast. I'm your host, Masako Kozawa, a teacher and a student of mindfulness meditation. I am so happy that you're here. Before we dive into this episode, I want to mention that if you are looking for a holiday gift idea for your family or friends or for yourself, I have a beautiful journal I published earlier this year. It has some beautiful photos and inspirational messages throughout, and it makes a great gift, especially since the New Year's is a perfect time to start your journaling practice. I'll leave the Amazon link on the show notes and you can see the inside of the journal there. Just to let you know, it will take a couple of weeks to get it printed and delivered, so order it ASAP, okay? Welcome back to the five episode series, Five Things I Have Learned in 2022. This is the third out of the five episodes where I've been sharing the lessons and insights I have received this year. The first episode was about realizing that I was so much more of a control freak than I previously thought. And I talked about how I have been letting go of control by changing my perspective on life. The second episode was about what I have strategically done this year after getting off of a hamster wheel of life. So, if you haven't listened to the first two episodes, go back and listen to them anytime. So, here we go. The third lesson I have learned this year. Ready? It takes courage, so much courage, to receive what you want in life. What do I mean by this? Let's unpack it, shall we? Well, what do you want in life? Do you want to feel more happy? Do you want more freedom? Do you want to feel physically better? Do you want to be in a more fulfilling relationship? Do you want more financial abundance? Do you want to feel more at peace? Do you want to feel more joyful? I mean, these are the things most of us want, right? Then the question becomes what is keeping you away from actually going after them? And this year, I had so many opportunities to observe and live through this weird phenomenon. I realized that I am actually scared of becoming happier, or feeling more joyful, or having more financial abundance, or receiving more love, or whatever I think I want. I am actually scared of having them. So, I had to examine why I am scared of having all these things. You see, how happy or unhappy you feel right now feels familiar and comfortable to you. You're used to feeling that level of happiness. So, in order to feel happier, you have to say goodbye to that familiar emotions. You need to give up on a part of the current version of yourself. And that change will feel unfamiliar and uncomfortable and therefore scary. Oftentimes, we're not taught this, but there is a price to feeling happier or more joyful, more loved, more abundant, or more whole. The price is you doing some internal work in order to change your thoughts and beliefs. 
mainly thoughts and beliefs about yourself. You need to start believing that you deserve to feel happier, that you deserve to be more abundant, that you deserve to be in great health, that you deserve to be loved, that you deserve to be whole. And you know what it was for me, really? Deep down, I didn't feel worthy of feeling that happy, that well, that joyful, that abundant, or that loved, or whatever that is. There was a part of me that said, Who am I to be this happy? Or who am I to be that loved or wealthy and whole? Deep down, I felt like I needed to earn it somehow. I felt like I needed to almost suffer in order to earn whatever it is that I want. But is that really true? And sometimes when you are so used to certain emotions, Let's say when you are so used to feeling unhappy, you cannot really tolerate being super happy all of a sudden. There's just too much gap between those two emotions, and your nervous system cannot handle it. So, oftentimes, we push away the positive emotions and go back to the old familiar emotions. We kind of have to gradually shift from a deeply negative emotion to a slightly less negative emotion at a time, rather than trying to jump from one end to the other. Also, asking for something means that you need to open yourself up in order to receive it. Because you need to have a space to let more of what you want in. And when you open yourself up, There is a chance that you get hurt. There is a chance you might get rejected and may not receive what you ask for. And sometimes it almost seems easier to stay closed. That way, at least there is no risk of getting hurt. At least you don't have to be vulnerable. You can go back to your okay life and survive. I mean, you have survived this far, right? And that's an individual choice whether to stay where you are or decide to do the work and risk getting possibly hurt. And once you receive what you want, here's another thing can you hold on to it? Or is it too unfamiliar and uncomfortable that you cannot stand the goodness and you end up letting it go? So, what can we do in order to expand our capacity to receive more of what we want? Here are the things I've been doing in order to build muscle to receive more this year. The first thing is asking this existential question to myself Who am I? Well, I can think of the answers I'm Masako, I'm a woman, I'm Japanese. I'm a mom. I'm a podcaster. I am 160 centimeters in height. I have dark brown eyes. But beyond all of these labels and characteristics and roles I play, who am I? I've been searching for this answer to this question for quite some time. I mean, for years. But I often got distracted by something else in life, usually the 9 to 5 job. And didn't really dig deep until this year. 
This year, I started more intensely and intentionally. I've read books that might help me understand it. I've listened to podcasts. I've also asked the guests I interviewed on this podcast. I've reflected on all of my life experiences so far. And the answer that I have settled with is that I am an eternal soul that is experiencing life as me in my body with my mind. And the soul is connected to God or source or the universe, whatever you want to call it. And the body and mind are the vehicle that hosts and facilitates the experience the soul wants to lead. And since the soul is connected to source, that means each and every one of us has a spark of divinity at our core. That also means that we all come from the same source. And that means that every one of us is connected through source. If our soul belongs to the divine and soul resides within our body, then doesn't it make each and every one of us also divine in nature? If so, doesn't that mean that I am as worthy as anyone else? And you are as worthy as anybody else. If you observe someone else accomplishing something or having something you want, does not only confirm that it is also available to you because the same possibilities exist for you and everyone. Are we really that separate or different from one another like we're programmed to believe? I mean, think about it. Is the separation we observe in the physical realm between you and me real? Or is it just an illusion? And this theory is actually scientifically proven to be true. I won't go into the explanation here, but if you want to hear what I just went over from a quantum physics point of view, I recommend you study Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. There's a great recording of one of his workshops that is available on Audible. His work has changed my life, literally. And it can change yours too. I will leave the link in the show notes. I highly recommend you listen to it. It's mind blowing. And I am not exaggerating when I say that your answer to this question, who am I, determines everything in life. Because if you believe you're some random accident or you're just a helpless victim of circumstances, then it is pretty difficult to convince yourself that you deserve something greater than what you've been experiencing. So knowing who you are is one thing, and it is a good starting point, but acting like who you are is a totally different thing, isn't it? Like how do we embody the spark of divinity in our 3D everyday life? Well, the first thing I personally do in order to connect with the spark of divinity or my soul or my internal guidance system or my higher self, I'm just using these different terms interchangeably here, is to quiet my mind through meditation. I mean, thank God I learned how to meditate, even though all I was looking for when I first started meditation was to release some stress. When I first started meditating, 
I had no idea who I was. I had no idea that I had a spark of divinity within me. I had no idea that the infinite potential existed for me. And somehow, by calming my mind and accessing that spark or the higher self, I can access the infinite possibilities. I had no idea. And also, when my mind acts up and says things like, Well, who are you to have a flexible schedule and financial abundance at the same time? Who are you to do amazing things that would impact so many others? You know, whenever I hear these chatters from my mind, I come back to the truth of who now I know I am. And I ask my mind back, Well, who am I not to? Who am I not to have a flexible schedule and financial abundance at the same time? Who am I not to be an amazing podcaster? Who am I not to inspire so many by doing what I am passionate about? And I also look for the existing evidence. What does that mean? For example, if someone I know is in an amazing relationship, the type of relationship I want to be in, I see it as evidence that such a relationship exists and it is possible and must be available to me as well. I mean, what makes me so special to be excluded from that? What makes you so special to be excluded from what you desire? You see, then there is no envy or jealousy anymore. There's only gratitude. That I am being shown what's possible for me. Once you operate from the core of who you are, there's really no lack or separation anymore. But again, this takes practice. This takes some time, moment to moment practice to remember who we are, to come back to our higher self by discerning what is coming from our mind. And what is coming from our soul. And a good rule of thumb when discerning is to examine what type of feelings you get when you engage with the specific thought. If it feels restrictive or small or sticky, then most likely it is from your mind. If it feels expansive or exciting, it is from your soul. And the more you practice discerning, The better you get at it. And you'll be able to master your mind rather than being a slave to your mind. So, if you are wanting to improve any aspect of your life, I would suggest you go back to the basic knowing of who you really are. I think that is the shortest shortcut because who we think we are determines what kind of life we believe we deserve. And we make all decisions from that belief. And if the way I described in this episode didn't resonate with you, then explore and search for the answer that works for you. Then from there, you can shift your self identity little by little, and that would expand your capacity to receive what your heart desires. And you can play with this process. It doesn't have to be all serious. Have fun with it. Well, thank you so much for listening. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. If this conversation touched you or inspired you in any way, please let me know. I love to hear from you. And if you know someone who would benefit from listening to this episode, please share it. Have a lovely weekend, and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe. And leave a review. Also, share the episode with a friend who might benefit from meditation. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, why not meditate?